Tiamo Corazon from 3121, recorded sometime in 2005 at Paisley Park and released on the 13th of December 2005 uh, not as a single, um, and then released again as a single um, a few months later, so um, not just like a, a single, I don't know why Prince did that, but he released it as a single in different territories, mm. but the earliest it was available was the 13th of December 2005. On the track it is Prince, it is C.C. Dunham, Josh Dunham. Uh, Ray Montiero, Ricky Salas, and uh, Herbert Urena. Um, I'm assuming that's how you say his name. The track is uh, 3 minutes 37, and joining me to talk about today is uh, Elliot Wise. Hello, Elliot. Hello, hi. Obviously, in Spanish, uh, this means I love you, sweetheart, mm -hmm. um, which, considering that we also have on this album a song called Fury, which I feel is a little bit more about the relationship that Prince was currently in, um, this this feels like a kind of uh, like a sweet kind of hangover from maybe when he hadn't fallen out with his uh, wife. Oh, <laughs> so. okay, yeah, yeah. When 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 I was listening to it, I was trying to figure out when it was either written or you know how early this was because it did have a certain feel of just kind of like mid nineties Prince. I don't know if it's just the way the production felt, but it it did feel like this was created a earlier time and not just because of the style but it just had a yeah. certain feel like it was a decade earlier than it was released i think i think that the uh, claire fisher strings helped a little bit with that as well mm. um you know apparently those strings were done sometime around june 2005 okay uh so i feel this is still just before prince was divorced from uh, from his wife uh, i think they split up towards the end of 2005 and then uh, you know the following year they were um, they were living in different parts of the country. Yeah, <laughs> she was living in Toronto. He was living in California, and then the divorce was finalized a year after that. So, uh, this feels like maybe it's just the very end of their relationship. Maybe when this came about, mm. um, you know, and uh, and so I mean I I haven't even said the genre yet, but it it kind of feels like a you know like kind of a, a mid tempo like ballad. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you ha you've got those like Claire Fisher strings, uh, along with kind of like the guitar and, uh, I don't know, like it's, you know, it's a, it's a nice, it, like the production's really sweet. Yeah. Like, uh, like it's a, very, a Latin know, kind pop of... kind of, uh, track. Uh, I was going to say yeah. Samba, but I'm not hundred percent sure if this is in the same genre, <laughs> but yeah, it's just very informed by Latin pop music and it's definitely a ballad, uh, in yeah, regards I... to that too. I'm guessing because we've also, you know, because, uh, you know, when I was listed in the band, uh, Ricky Salas and uh, Herbert Urena, uh, they're on congas and bongo and percussion. Mm. And I feel like all of that kind of, um, in a way, bizarrely enough, uh, Sheila E never made any songs feel kind of like, um, I, I don't know, like kind of Southern Latin. Yeah. Like there was never like she never brought that flavor to to any of the stuff she did with Prince. Um, you know, it was a lot more kind of just adding percussion over, over the top of, you know, the, the Minneapolis sound. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, I feel like, you know, Ricky and Herbert are really bringing, 
um, you know, a certain kind of Latin feel to the song. Yeah. Um, you know, which, you know, I guess it makes sense. You know, Prince has decided to go with this Spanish title. Uh, I find it odd that he's doing that with his second wife when his first wife was the one who spoke Spanish. So um, I'm not sure. He, what he, he, he might there. be making up for lost time. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, as well, you know, the you know, the, the, the Corazon in the title could it could refer to Maite oh. or it could refer to Manuela or it could refer to no one, um, you know. Obviously, sometimes we interpret these Prince songs and they might be about nobody that Prince is actually talking about. Yeah. They just be about the kind of general um, thing. Um, although, you know, I, I don't know. I think there seems to be this weird kind of uh, mix in the song of like uh, this kind of love song, um, you know, where he's talking about, you know, I, I, everyone else saw my brown eyes no longer blue, Tiamo Corazon, mm. you know, like that kind of sentiment. But then there's also <laughs> this... this uh, I don't know this this kind of like religious stuff kind of popping in and out here, of course, you know, from yeah. the dust of the earth and and the knowledge tree, and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but then like the, like a phrase like forty two thousand feet above the sea, that's where you and I first came to be. That seems like Prince implying you know someone is kind of being inducted into the Mile High Club there. <laughs> but but then he immediately goes from the dust of the earth and the knowledge tree, and you're like. Okay, I guess we've suddenly got a little bit religious. Like, well, I mean, um, you know, you, you, I mean, of course it would. And he has a very clear discussion, or just very clear imagery when he talks about religion. So, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Uh, the knowledge that line did kind of confuse me for a bit. Like, I guess in a way he is looking at it as the first man and, and woman Adam and Eve kind of thing of uh, the knowledge tree, even though it, it, you know, that didn't turn out well for that couple. Um, or, no. and there's a part of me that just kind of thinks that maybe he just needed something to fit into the rhyme. That is. The yeah. Easiest there's thing a I chance. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance. There's a chance. It's probably that. Um, because I don't think, I mean, there's a little bit of the, you know, I saw heaven and earth anew. So, you know, just a tiny bit of that later on. But yeah, there's not really a huge amount of like very religious kind of overtly religious stuff in the song. Right. Um, but there's just the odd line. But, uh, you know, I guess, you know, from Prince's point of view, when he when he writes lyrics, um, you know, he will occasionally just use like a, you know, a certain flourish. Um, that maybe has kind of religious significance. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really mean anything in terms of the actual song. Um, and it's worth saying that, um, you know, uh, Prince has abandoned the chorus on this album. Yeah, um, well, I, I think, like, um, the, uh, the Tiamo Corazon is, uh, like, not, uh, well, not like a full-fledged chorus, but that's where all the melody is leading to. Um, so that, yeah. yeah. But, there are, but there's no kind of traditional verse-chorus structure. Yeah. Uh, unless you count just the words Tiamo Corazon as a, as a chorus, but it, effectively... You know, each time he sings it, the song kind of comes to a little stop. Right. Um, so you know, I, but but that's the same with thirty one twenty one. You know, Prince was just repeating the words thirty one twenty one. Don't you want to come? Yeah. Like at random intervals throughout that song, um, and a lot of songs on this album seem to be lacking the kind of verse chorus verse chorus structure. So, um, you know, something that I think he will kind of more get in, like he'll kind of return to verse choruses in kind of the next album, mm. like the next couple of albums, he seems to return to that. But for some reason on this album, he's uh, he's still in the state of giving up on verse kind of verse chorus structure, and he tells us at last I can tell you what I've known for so long. My heart's been crying out to sing this song. I don't care who knows it because there's nothing wrong. Tiamo Corazon. Mm. Um, 
Now, I don't think he ever successfully rhymes Corazon with anything in this song. Right. That's why I, um, I always think of it as the chorus, I think. Or, yeah. if anything else, it's kind of like the clear end of the of the, of the, of the uh, lyric or of the stanza. Like, if you're if this yeah. were like a regular poem, that's where it, it would end. Yeah, I guess it makes sense if you're looking at it in the, uh, like, as a form of poetry stanza. Yeah. yeah it, like... But then when he does it the third time, he's like, my heart, my heart, Corazon. <laughs> so, so he doesn't even say Tiamo, Corazon. Yeah. Um, you know, and he says, he's, I'm scared of losing you and I don't really know what to do. Again, I mean, like, even though this kind of has the structure of a ballad, like the thought behind it seems to be, you know, he meets someone, um, his heart's been crying out for them. Then he's scared of losing them. Um, and when he first laid his eyes on them, you know, he saw heaven and earth anew and everyone else saw his brown eyes uh, were no longer blue, um, which, you know, is a nice turn of phrase. Mm, Something yeah. he's done a few times, actually, this whole brown blue thing. Um, and then, you know, he says, at first, I couldn't find the words to say how much you changed me in every way. I just want to thank you in each each and every day. Tiamo Corazon. Mm. Again, this is why this feels like this is probably a song that was, you know, maybe written about his, you know, his second wife. Uh, maybe something like you say, probably a holdover from you know the start of their relationship, um, because you know a few tracks later he's talking about how there's there's no fury like a woman scorned mm-hmm. and um, things have taken a distinct turn. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I think that I think the structure of it is kind of simple, and it is just literally like you know he's met this person, he's scared of losing them, everything has changed, and he wants to thank them. And that's the kind of basic structure of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's been a while you know. since I've really listened to this song. I remember it was uh, it was played often on VH1, and uh, this song and uh, Black Sweat were ones I really remember at the time when it was released. Um, but kind of revisiting it, I was I noticed how it just felt like it took so long to really find a melody for the first couple times of listening to it and now after listening to it like maybe you know five or six times i the song is a lot more memorable but the first time coming to it it just felt like really meandering you yeah know? and all i knew was the tiama Corazon line of yeah it. i i mean i i think the thing is because the because it has no kind of firm structure because it is just kind of you know vaguely you know a set of a set of verses that kind of all finish with the same refrain uh, it does. It yeah. does feel kind of a little amorphous, and you know, like it takes a couple of verses before you kind of get a, a grip on the actual kind of like structure of it. Um, yeah. You know, but I think as well, it's interesting. I mean, the video um, is. I, I don't know. Like Prince seems to be making an effort in the video. Um, like. Oh, I felt this video was sexy as all get out. <laughs> this was the video. Just watching it again, it's like, oh, this is. This was as sexy as all hell. That's how I'm feeling about this song. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think as well. It's you know Prince. You know, in the video you have uh, Mia Maestro, um, you know, who is a an Argentine actress um, who people may re- remember her from. Um, I think she was in a couple of seasons of Alias. Um, you know, if if anyone can remember. Um, people from that but she more recently she's been in a few episodes of nashville and scandal and she was in one episode of hannibal Mm. i'm sure getting eaten at some point um and uh she she, you know she she was in uh frida with uh with uh with salma hayek who is the director of the video um rather yeah that's surprising yes (laughs) and um so i don't i mean i don't know how prince you know kind of got hooked up with Salma Hayek or why Salma Hayek was deciding that she wanted to go into 
you know, video directing or like what the motivation mm. was. Um, but Mia Maestro and I don't think Mia Maestro and Prince ever meet in the video. I think she spends a lot of time by herself kind of wandering around and he spends yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. Um, let's let's say this. The last time we saw Prince in videos, he had probably the worst haircut he'd ever had with a, like a, a ton of little kind of like ponytail things going on. Um, and here he seems to like, you know, his entire image for this album was a lot kind of cleaner. Um, and so his hair is kind of cut a lot shorter and uh, he has, um, I, I mean, like his mustache is like as pencil thin as it can possibly get and really mm. kind of styled and, you know, like, I don't know, like he, he just seems very kind of put together for this album. Um, you know, whereas for the last couple, his his look seemed to be more of like, you know, wandering homeless person who'd accidentally picked up a guitar. Um, so he I don't know. He, he This is the stage where he started to get very much into kind of like um, silk shirts and suits. Um, and I think this video is probably the earliest of that look, um, you know, with him kind of mm. in this burgundy suit for most of the video, um, just kind of playing his guitar and kind of wandering around somewhere in Marrakesh, apparently. Um, oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, there are, I think there are a few moments where he exchanges a look and it looks like he's near me and Maestro, but I don't I can't recall them ever really spending a huge amount of time together in the video. Um yeah, I don't think they do. I think the I think there's like a projection of her that he touches, and you know, it, it's kind of like a cool moment. But I don't think they're ever really in the same uh, scene, yeah, or any of the same like actual space in the video. There is a, a funny part in the video at the beginning, at the after the at the end of the first stanza, where he has a dictionary that says uh, English to Spanish, and then. He reads Diamond Corazon. I, so I, I think I just noticed that now, and it's like, oh, yeah, I just, I didn't see that, and oh, I thought that's you. quite a funny, like, as if Prince has sung this song and he keeps saying Tiamo Corazon, and he doesn't understand what it means. It's like, I don't know. I, I think that's uh, again, Prince, you know, had a kind of a weird sense of humor, and I think that's just uh, like a little yeah. bit of it kind of coming through. Um, but yeah, she's mostly a projection of walls and kind of stuff like that, and she's, um, I don't know, on like a, a piece of metal kind of. I don't know, like doing acrobatic stuff. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, the, I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting enough video. Um, the single didn't do, like, a huge amount. Um, you know, it, it it had no B-side. It was just it was just one track on a, a single CD, which, yeah. if I recall, uh, around this time, that became, like, the... Um, there was a whole push, certainly in this country. I don't know if this affects, you know, this was affecting America, but... In this country, there was like a thing where to to have to buy like a CD single, it was usually like two ninety nine, um, but they mm. had this special thing where it's like, well, if you don't have a B side, you can charge a pound less. So it's like one ninety nine for a CD single in an attempt to kind of revive the CD single market. Um, Honestly, by by that point, two thousand five. I mean, if uh, if it wasn't torrented, or if you couldn't get it like from like a, a bit server. Uh, oh, I think that's when um, when uh, iTunes was kicking off too. But the overall kind of idea of uh, the single, kind of or the, the physical copy of a single, like a CD single, was really fading away. It was definitely you're getting everything you're getting everything all online. Yeah. So I, I yeah. I think I think um, this was around the time where I remember buying some of my. I think 2007 was around the time when I, was the last time when I like really kind of bought some CD singles. Um, and I still have a stack of CD singles, I'd like literally mm. a couple of hundred of them. <laughs> um, there would be some weeks where I'd literally just go into like HMV and I would just go through the CD singles and just pick five or six and just like buy them. 
Um, you know, and if they had like good B sides and stuff like that, then obviously it was always a bonus. But yeah, this was just released without yeah. a B side. Um, and then for some reason, Prince released like a CD DVD hybrid that had the video um, on the 14th of February 2006. And that revived the, uh, the, the like it, it recharted in a couple of countries because of that. I don't know what motivated him to do it. I guess maybe he thought this was a romantic song that people would want to buy for their loved ones. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess it worked, um, you know, because it started it went back into the charts in a couple of countries. Um, so, you know, Prince, uh, he played this song a little bit on the tour around the time when this album came out. Um, and then he didn't play it again until uh, 2016. Uh, there was a, there was a mm. show on the 21st of January uh, 2016 at Paisley Park where he uh, he played it and that was the last time he ever played it in public uh, and I think yeah. obviously maybe the choice to play it on the 21st of January the, the 21 um, and this is his 31st album so maybe he was uh, I don't know playing into that a little bit I'm not sure um, but uh, yeah so you know he it's not like it was a song that he played all the time um, but it's nice right. that there was like one final appearance uh, before you know before he died um, because I think yeah. it is, you know, it's a, it's, it's quite a, you know, it's quite a strong song, you know, like, even yeah. though it doesn't have like a kind of very, you know, fixed kind of structure or anything, um, I still think the sentiment that's expressed in here is quite nice. And I'm always a fan of Claire Fisher's strings. I think they really enhance the whole thing. Um, and again, I yeah. think, you know, whatever Ricky and Herbert are bringing, they kind of, they do bring this kind of Latin flavor that, you know, Prince rarely kind of goes for the, for the kind of South American sound, like, um, Maybe if he'd have like been a bit more kind of clever, he would have done like an entire album of Spanish songs. <laughs> maybe he could have oh, kind of yeah. conquered the Spanish charts and maybe revived his, you know, maybe kind of revived his fortunes in South America or something. Um, but as it is, I, I feel like there's very few songs that he ever actually did kind of in Spanish. Uh, which of course, like oh, I said, yeah. a bit of a surprise because my tape was the one who spoke Spanish, not his second wife. So um, I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this is one of the things that led to the divorce. Where he's like, stop, she stop singing songs in Spanish for your other wife. Um, so for me, I would say uh, four out of five. Um, you know, I think it's yeah, definitely a four out of five on my yeah, end. Yeah, I think it's it. It also kind of grew on me a little bit. Like the first time I heard it, it's like eh, maybe a three, even though it's kind of Prince coming back, but. Hearing it over over again, you know, the uh, mere exposure effect definitely pushed me to a, a four. So I feel like we said about as much as we can about TMO Corazon. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Reddit. Thank you very much. Gracias. <laughs> Otherwise, adios.